and welcome to another This Is The Music podcast. Today I'm joined by Angus, Benji, Sam and Ollie of Lockin, who fans and critics are tipping to be one of the bands to watch for 2021, a sentiment that we here at This Is The Music HQ totally agree with. Thanks for coming on, guys. Can you tell us a bit about the band and your sound? Um, so Lockin are a five-piece uh, indie pop, rock, whatever you want us to be, uh, indie band. And uh, yeah, so our, our sound typically um, comes from loads of different areas, really, because we all sort of take inspiration from lots of different areas. Um, but quite a funky sort of disco indie sound um, with some nice thick melodies with catchy lyrics is like how I'd like to describe it. Cool. Any, anyone else there? Has that pretty much hit the nail on the head? Or yeah. I was just going to say, I think... Um, individually we've all got quite unique music tastes so I think it yeah. sort of comes together quite nicely um, which gives us quite a sort of yeah, unique sound um, yeah that's what I'd say Cool brilliant okay um, so sort of growing up um, what would your um, what are your earliest musical memories are there any particular songs or albums that, that stand out obviously just back off, off the back of the last question it sounds like there's going to be quite a, a unique uh, answer to this one I reckon uh, for me, um, my dad was was and still is a massive fan of Paul Weller, so it was listening Great to choice. all of the jam, all of the solo, all of Style Council over and over again, and a general dislike of Coldplay. That that was <laughs> that was what I was raised on. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, hard to disagree with, uh, with with the Coldplay hate there, Ollie. What about you? Is there any any sort of musical memories for you growing up? Yeah, so I love Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, I think my first, the first band I properly got into um, was, I think, like my the first one I properly like, I don't know, simped over, to say the least, was probably 1975. <laughs> um, I remember my first, the first gig I went to, well, I called it a gig, it was a Glee concert at the O2. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not sure you meant to admit that. I, see, I, like, no, I like how you're keeping yeah. the rock and roll dream alive there, Ollie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd say the earliest band that I probably like got really into was 1975, but I had a load of, um, yeah, sort of pop, um, to say the least, back back then. But I think, yeah, I've always been an indie indie boy at heart that loves a bit of Linkin Park, which is weird. But yeah, I've always loved Linkin Park. Angus, how about you? Is have you got similar taste to, to Sam and Ollie, or are you at the other end of the scale altogether? Um, so the first sort of guitar music I started listening to a lot was um, probably AM by Arctic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of live bands, the first sort of live band I saw that put me in a trance that I've never really come out of since is probably The Falls. Um, I went to see them at Vic- uh, I think it was Victoria Park when I was about fourteen, fifteen. Wow amazing um yeah that's probably my earliest sort of sort of memories certainly of guitar music that i can think of okay and, and benji how about you um mainly brought up on pop music uh listening to the general pop music really but as i started getting older my brother sort of sort of listened to a bit of indie music like he was really big on catfish when they were first coming through so i started listening to them and then started listening to a band called the hunter a little bit but i'm not i've sort of swayed away from that now 
yeah less heavy so I love catfish still but not so much the hunter now I sort of more like um some Australian bands like Sticky Fingers they're a bit more like chilled out sort of some reggae like some psychedelic rock sort of stuff but yeah more more indie really indie stuff like proper indie like, rather than indie rock stuff so yeah we all take loads of different like inspirations and we've all been brought up on different music I think that's what really makes our sound yeah definitely there's definitely some great choices in there and a couple of bands that I, I personally haven't um listened to so I'll hopefully and maybe the listeners as well might check them out as well um so how how did the band start I sort of understand that there was um you got the name from from being in a pub is, is that correct yeah I'll, I'm gonna take lead on this because I I take full credit for starting the band because uh I think <laughs> I would have been 16 none of us could play any instruments Angus could play drums and uh kind of turned to him and said should be in a band start a right, band just, just to interject I have played the drums from when I was seven so I could play an instrument you yeah but you weren't, in the, you weren't in the band at that point um, <laughs> it, was, it was me Angus and two other friends and then we realised we needed a singer so we roped in Benji <laughs> and then sort of after a couple of practices and realising that we could sort of take this another level higher. We had the awkward breakup conversation of the band, <laughs> really. Um, and afterwards, we knew Ollie through a mutual friend, found out he played drums. And then we met Paddy at Community Festival in Finsbury Park. That was what, July 2019? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, so I was just saying to Mark before the podcast started that we then went to Reading Festival and um, went to Reading Festival and Paddy was there as well, wasn't he? He, he sort of joined yeah. along with us there so that we sort of properly got to know him there, I guess, as well. Yeah, we, and then we had our first practice, September 2019. Um, but obviously we didn't release any music till March 2020, which was a demo. But... Um, but yeah, it all really started just because we went, we, me, Sam and Angus went to school together. Well, Ollie did as well, but it was a year above. But but yeah, me, Sam and Angus um, went to school together. And then as Sam said, he started something with Angus and a couple of other friends and then I come along as well. But yeah, it's sort of, it's all just sort of progressed and progressed and progressed. And that's why where we are today, it wasn't really, it wasn't, we weren't really put on a plate or anything. It wasn't given, like we sort of just kept pushing through just to see what happened really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, that's great. It's good to see you've sort of, gone through the various processes and you know started off almost like right at literally at the bottom rung really and and now where you yeah. are now it's great to see um okay so what what's the process for writing songs um does someone come up with a riff or a drum beat and then you write your lyrics around that or do you do it the other way around someone has the lyrics and then the you know the drum beat and and, and the uh, riffs and that start that way angus uh, yeah, so usually um, I'd say nine times nine times out of ten, our songs start with chords. Either me or Paddy will will, will have come up with, um, and then it is really just a process of all individually chipping in. Um, Stace does his thing on the drums, Sam does his thing on the bass, and obviously we'll give input to you know each individual part. Um, and it just starts to come together really nicely. Um, and I think it's a process that we don't really think too much about. It's quite a just start it just flows and happens um 
but yeah, nine times out of ten, it will usually start with the chords, um, and then obviously everyone just sort of individually does their thing over the top. Oh, okay. I mean, brilliant! Yeah. Yeah. It's a process that we've sort of developed over the year of practicing together. Because say a couple of weeks back, we started writing something, and no one spoke a single word, and within ten minutes written a song and we were like oh. okay yeah this this is quite good that that was that was fun it's just, it's just how we've become comfortable with like each other and we all know each other now so well that sort of the process is just it just, yeah it's just become a lot easier at first we'd sort of come to practice and be like right we need to write a song we need to do this whereas now it's more of like a natural thing it's more like are we feeling a song well let's see what you've got to bring to the table and then we'll see how we all feel with it sometimes someone might paddy or angus might bring some chords and then and we might be like ah oh, it's not working today let's move on let's just practice some some old tunes let's practice our set list blah 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 so we sort of don't really like to overthink this like the scenario too much we sort of just let it happen oh, okay oh great sounds sounds like you've obviously got a, a good very excellent process in fact going on which is great to hear <laughs> and great for us fans as well to uh you know it seems to be that quite a easy for you sometimes which is great um so you released three songs in 2020 um teenager rosy cheeks and get over it which has resulted in a highly impressive com- and combined total of 80,000 streams across um on spotify how do you feel about hearing figures like that is it you know is it does it surprise you or or did you always feel that the songs were good enough to get that amount of streams in in the amount of time they've been released so far states you go first um, I mean, I did just just laugh a little bit where you said eighty thousand because I didn't realise it was that many. To be honest with you, I, that actually hearing eighty thousand is is quite quite mega to hear actually because I mean it just goes to show. I mean, I think we've always had like the confidence that that we could produce and release some good songs, but I think to have the reception it's received is like beyond kind of what we ever expected. But um, yeah, it's it's just the fact that we've got so many people. I mean, we've got five nearly five and a half thousand monthly listeners it's just like I just think it's it, to be at the stage we're at and have this much support in a sense is it's something just not to take for granted and I think we're definitely like really appreciative of everyone's support and it's yeah it's better than I think we ever expected it to be oh, okay brilliant so um obviously you've got a new um two track uh, sort of EP I guess coming out um at midnight tonight uh, that's Thursday um, a bit of a surprise announcement for the fans. Obviously, the two songs on there are called um, Someone I Used to Know and The Train, um, which I think personally are great songs. Um, obviously, a, a bit of a different sound um, to the three tracks that we just mentioned. What was the influence behind the two new songs? Um, it's a bit of a shame Paddy ain't here because he was like a massive, a massive part in like the sort of writing of them songs. But um, I, think, I think obviously our songs... That we've released so far have been very, um, very upbeat and and dancey tunes, and I feel like we just wanted to bring something a different side of locking to the table and a different side to the, the supporters haven't really haven't really seen haven't really seen yet. And I thought that we we obviously the reception we got off the get over it um, release was mega. So we were just like we just want to give something back. So we've been working on this little project, these acoustic songs. So we were like let's just get them out there as soon as. Yeah, we all we all uh, love the songs, don't we, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really like the songs. 
Okay, so um, you've obviously recently sold out London's Water Rats. Um, and I know looking at your various tweets across uh, across his and, and Instagram feeds, et cetera, that obviously you're all absolutely buzzing at, at that. And I personally can't wait for the gig either. Let, let's hope uh, that it definitely does go ahead. Um, obviously, it's such an iconic venue. Um, are there any other venues that you've got ambitions to maybe play, play out in the future? Go on, Angus. Yeah, so I think we all agree that uh, sort of one place that we really do want to play is sort of Brixton, um, O2 Brixton. But just because we, we've all been there so many times, you know, when we were younger to see various different artists. Um, and then on a personal note, I'd love to play Ali Pali as well. Uh, I saw the Foles there a few years ago and it's, it's such a good venue. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to play Ali Pali. Is there I, I think, yeah, echoing Angus there, Brixton, definitely. Because um, Benj mentioned the Hunter earlier mm-hmm. and the first gig that sort of I went to with friends was the Hunter in January, like 2018, maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crikey. Um, and yeah, I remember they were playing She's Casual and the singer was like, oh, when we were like 15, we were in the crowd and I turned to the guitarist and I said, I want to be in a band and now we're here. I turned to Bench and I was like, I want to be in a band. And then <laughs> there was like a, a two-year process and then here we are. Yeah, but wow. Great influence. Park as well. Finsbury Park, because again, it's where we met Paddy. Yeah. Been to community festival for God knows how many years. Um, but yeah, just the that an outside gig in London. And also something we don't mention, something we don't mention enough really is the shit heap that is the London Stadium. I mean, <laughs> would not mind putting my own playing there, I guess. Like, if we get, get a bit of a home crowd in and, you know, get a load of West Ham fans in as well, you know, it, I think that'd be a pretty big gig. I've heard the acoustics are actually quite good at London Stadium. I've heard they're not too bad. Mm. So, obviously, I mean, it's a massive stadium, so that would be huge to play there. Technically, we have already played London Stadium, haven't we? Because uh, before the West Ham Crystal Palace game, there was a certain <laughs> rosy cheeks that was played on the uh, on the monitors, yes. was there not? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I vaguely remember this, yes. We I played to an empty London Stadium, it was class. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from empty stadiums, um, uh, and while we're on the theme of football, so you've recently uh, just been played on legendary football show Soccer AM. Uh, you've also sold out, as we just mentioned, Walter Rats, and also as well, you've been playing, uh, had some airplay on Steve Lamac's BBC uh, Six Music uh, show. Um, all three, obviously, fantastic achievements. Um, which one of them are you most proud of? Probably a tough one to ask, to be fair, but I'll throw it out there. That's a good question. I think we should say personally. Personally, for me, I think setting out the Water Rats for me, because I feel like it's a physical thing that people have had to sort of, people have bought the tickets and it's, it's made their, it's their conscious decision to, to come and see us. And yeah. I think as a band that sort of worked really hard over the last few years to sort of get to where we are and like, um, I think that is just a massive achievement for us. Go on, Sam, you say. 
What are your favourite? I, I think I'd probably have to go for Water Rats as well because like we we were all sort of quietly confident that we'd be able to sell it out, but none of us were expecting a to sell it out in the first day and b sell it out within six hours. So yeah, sort of the boost that we had from that and the support that we got was incredible to say the least how about you Ollie it's a tough one they've all got their uh, their um, their good parts about it I mean you look at like um, going on Soccer AM how much that's boosted us how many monthly followers we've gained how many more listens we've got and actually how that's kind of possibly stemmed more of a uh like a demand to get to the show, the water rats, because I'm pretty sure there's there's people that we know that have missed out on yeah, coming to the yeah. water rats gig because people that we have no connection with that are genuine true fans that have heard us on Steve Lamax show or have heard us on on uh, Soccer AM that have bought tickets instead, but they acted quicker because they're the true fans that like we don't know, but they're there to listen to the music. Uh, I don't want to slag off any of our friends that have missed out for being a bit too slow, but you know they are supposed <laughs> to be our biggest fans, aren't they? But um, I just think it's I probably would have to agree with the water rats because people are like, I mean, it's a monetary thing. People are paying to come and see us, albeit quite a lot of them will be friends and family, but it's still their money, their hard-earned money, albeit it's seven quid a ticket, but it's still seven quid. But, I mean, actually, it's just, it's it's quite, it's mind-blowing to, to say the least. And I am a bit speechless that quite how quickly we sold out. I mean, I think we had a bit of a target of like, yeah, let's try and sell out in 48 hours. Well, let's, let's half that half it again, and then half it again. Oh, well, we've got six hours. Okay. I, I think it's, it's still kind of like, yeah, it's, it's hard to take in. It's, it's a lot to take in, but it's uh, it's just the shows that we've got so much support back in us and all of them have their own sort of individual specialties in our hearts. Sure. And how about you, um, Angus? Are you in agreement with the other three or have you got your own your own opinion on that? Um, yeah, Soccer AM for me was mega because I've, I've watched that for years you know so to be on that was was pretty good but I would have to agree and echo what the boys have said about water rats and I think just to, just you know the fact we did sell it out within a day is just so encouraging for us um re- really really encouraging going forward um so yeah I'd, I'd echo what the boys have said about water rats okay right brilliant well this is you'll be pleased to know this is the last question um so you're hosting a dinner party which three musicians uh, or artists, dead or alive, would you invite? And you can either do this as a, as a band or you can just do it as individually, however you feel comfortable would fit. I'm going to have to go individually. I'm sorry. I've got my three already. Oh, guys, I need to start. <laughs> First, Bowie. That doesn't need any explanation. Just a god throughout several decades um second bill withers because he's such an underrated songwriter in my opinion his first two records are flawless i've just heard that arsenal have scored again so we're we're now ahead on aggregate (laughs) um and third of all a left field choice um a Brazilian bossa nova artist from the 70s called Erasmo Carlos because <laughs> <laughs> gen- genuinely I-, I think it might be his third record I 
started listening to during the first lockdown and it has very quickly become my favorite record of all time and it's it's just sort of astonishing how there's so much out there that you have no idea about and then once you listen to it that first time that's it that's that's all you want to listen to okay who wants to go next Oh, going in. Right, my one. I think I'll start with Liam. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a worldy of a night if if Liam's there. I think it. I think it'll it'll get a bit tasty. Um, and then another front man, Dylan Frost. He also is a bit of a nutter, and I reckon he has a good party. So I reckon that'll be a good night. And then I think um, maybe. Um, Bez, Bez from Happy Mondays. I think that'd be class. I think that I think them three in the room together would just be an unreal mix. It'd probably end up in a massive scrap with food getting flown all over the place. But yeah, I think that'd be my my uh, dinner party. No offense, Ben, you're not hosting a dinner party. You're just hosting a party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Stace, you go next, mate. Um, so I, I think one person, even if it was non-musicians, I'd still go Chester Bennington from uh, uh, God Bless His Soul from Linkin Park. I just think he's honestly one of my... Um, yeah, he, he's an idol of mine just because he's got... Seeing as Linkin Park is so heavy, he's got like completely contrasting voice. And I just think every time I listen to Linkin Park, he's one of the reasons I love Linkin Park. Um, he'd be there. I'll probably have to say Keith Moon because he's my idol um, as a drummer. I mean, Sam always turns to me and says, Ollie, what stays? Moon it, moon it. And that doesn't mean get my ass out. It does mean just do a load of random fills. Um, I think just to be a bit controversial, probably Chris Martin, because I do love Coldplay. And just to piss off the other boys, I go Chris Martin. <laughs> and Angus? Uh, I go Johnny Marr. I love Johnny Marr. Um, Jimmy from the Falls. He's, he's a He's a funny geezer, Jimmy from the Falls. And last person, who would I go for? Um, I would go for... I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably go for Liam as well. But it, wouldn't be, it certainly wouldn't be boring with Liam at the dinner table. Yeah, so those would be my three. Oh, excellent. A great choice, there, And I love all the different reasons as well why you're all going to... why you're all inviting them there. Let's hope that uh, one day in the future that, all, that does happen. Um, okay, so before we go, can you just tell the listeners where they can stream and download your music and and follow you on um, on the socials? Shall I go for this one? Yeah, <laughs> on. um, so you can find us on Instagram, Lockin underscore Band, um, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. Just Lockin Lock Dash In. Twitter, Twitter locking underscore band. Twitter as well, locking underscore band. Face, all of it, we've got all of it. You'll find us, lock dash in. Um, yeah, thanks for having us, Mark. Really enjoyed this. Been, been, been really thanks, it, you, thanks for your constant support thanks, as well on Twitter and yeah. getting yeah. to the gig. Really appreciate it, mate. Oh, that's okay. Not a problem at all. For, uh, thank you very much for um, for coming on. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been uh, really, really good fun. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. And can't, can't wait for the, um, the Water Rats uh, gig. It's going to be Roll huge. Yeah. You'll have, have to get you a pint, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> okay, so brilliant. So that is the end of the podcast. 
massive thank you to Angus, Benji, Sam and Ollie from Lockin um, for joining me. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed listening and uh, hope to see you all again soon. Thank you very much.